Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Hello, friends, and uh, welcome to the live carne asada. As the sign says, you're live in the carne asada. With your boys Alonso and Juan, Alicia Del Valle. Somewhere here is the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Uh, we're all hanging out. And uh, real quick before we get started, uh, this episode of the podcast is presented by our partners at Bet Online. Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of those latest odds, news, sports developments for the NBA playoffs, MLB, of course, fights, and even NFL futures. Juan's Las Vegas Raiders, of course. But Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and fan-favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. Head over to their website. It's betonline.ag, or use your mobile device and go to the App Store, sign up, use our promo code, which is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, the network that we're on, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Huge thanks to them for presenting this week's episode. Uh, Guys, uh, uh, we're going to not bury the lead. Roger won the predictions this week, and I think hell froze over. What uh, what what happened? Hey, it wasn't just Roger that won. Alicia won, and uh, you won a lot. So the uh, the loser in here is me because I picked him to go three and three. I mean, let let's start it off. That that what was the Philadelphia team that showed up to Dodger Stadium the week before because they didn't show up in Philly. I mean, the the that I mean, what happened? A tale of two cities, literally. Like, that wasn't the same team at all. I have no idea what happened. But let's also not forget, too, Mookie Betts right now is the best baseball player on the planet. It's not even fair how good that dude is right now. It's, I mean, granted, today's loss, I don't even, I mean, it's a loss. But to me, it's one of those, like, eh, it is what it is. But, I mean, the offense is starting to figure it out. Pitching, I mean, Tyler Anderson has completely come out of nowhere. And the poor Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have no, like, what they do. But, I mean, Juan's favorite, second favorite team, by the way. Uh, if you watch the show, you know that uh, Juan loves to uh, to endear the Angels of Anaheim. But, uh, no, man, I, I, listen, right now, all things considered, I mean, granted, the Phillies team that was in L.A. in comparison to what happened in Philly, night and day, even through all that, dude, this, this team is playing out of their mind right now. Um, first of all, loser is such a harsh word, Juan. Okay. There's no, there's no losers and winners here (laughs) because we're all on the same team. Right. Um, except one, except one, (laughs) because he lost, he lost. I was going to say insert nineties hip hop song right there, but, um, (laughs) no, um, really though, it, it was kind of exciting. I feel like Babyface and I, Roger and I, always come from a place of like extreme hope, not fanaticism, just hope that this is how things are supposed to go. You win the series. And the Dodgers did that. And you brought up Mookie. You guys, this guy is, we're seeing Mookie do Mookie things, right? It's so exciting. 
Um, and even though with today's loss and Urias did his job and I'm not mad, I'm not panicking. In fact, I'm wearing my jersey in his honor because I missed Mexican Heritage Day because I was in Mexico. But back to Mookie, back to the guys doing the thing. Freeman, Trey Turner, Trey Turner does not get enough love. No. But Mookie said himself post game, I think it was yesterday, that finally, right? Those are the words he used. Finally, the Dodgers lineup is doing what the Dodgers lineup should be doing or something like that. Right. And he's right, right? You know. Well, hey, Alicia, let, let get. Uh, can you clarify this for me? Because you know, at the beginning of the year when Mookie wasn't hitting, everybody was blaming his veganism. Yes. Did he not come out? I, am I rem, am I not understanding this correctly? I thought Mookie said he's not a, a a vegan. He did. He came out and said he's not a vegan. Well. Mm. I, I don't look at me. I don't know if he went on record saying that again, I'm kind of behind. I'm catching up because I was in the motherland, but um, <laughs> I, I feel even if he has to say that, why be bullied? I mean, it's it, how you treat your body as you become an older player has to change. You take the Tom Brady's, the LeBron James. So if he wants to be vegan and it's and the proof is in the pudding, then eat the vegan pudding. You know what I mean? And I feel like maybe he's saying that because of the Angels pitcher that called out Mookie, right? Like, we're not scared of those guys. Their first at bat is a vegan. And I'm like, wow, that's a little harsh for the Angels. Like, I don't know. Well, well he came out and he said, I mean, this is a direct quote. He said, you can tell him I do eat steak. Now, what's the next excuse when I don't hit? That's what he said. Yes. I, I mean, isn't, isn't that a perfect reminder just to everybody? Baseball is a very long season. I mean, everybody was uh, was burying Mookie in the beginning. Alonso, you've brought this up many times. You were calling out. I, I forget who was the guy that said that Mookie had a bad contract, well, that, Steve Mason, that this was looking Steve like Mason a bad contract. Yeah, yeah, Steve Mason said something like that, and I was just like, "What?" I was like, "But I think it was more, uh, no, not no disrespect to Mace, friend of the show, by the way." Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it was. It might have been a poll, or he was just kind of doing like a Q and A thing on his Twitter. Regardless, there is fans that thought for a while that that's a bad contract. Mm -hmm. I still Absolutely. don't think it's a bad contract because you got a championship out of it to begin with. Mm -hmm. That's just me. But isn't it amazing how different this lineup changes when he hits? Like when he is hitting, it, it, it it's almost like contagious for the rest of the lineup. Hundred percent. I mean, and listen to, to Alicia's point. A dude that I was hoping they would have extended in spring training, Trey Turner, is 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 on is on one. Right? Mm -hmm. He's doing Trey Turner mm -hmm. things, and mm -hmm. in my opinion, he's the best shortstop in baseball. I'm not even saying that because he plays for the Dodgers. I I mean, realistically speaking. Who else can you compare to Trey Turner right now? There really isn't. I mean, Carlos Correa, maybe. That's maybe that these when he's healthy. That's about it, right? So so at the end of the day, I mean, that dude, the, the offense is doing what it needs to do right now. And that's that's what Dodger fans have been clamoring for. Do you guys think it's weird? I, I know, Alicia, you brought it up. But do you guys think it's weird that they haven't initiated extension talks with him? Like, are they going to let this play out the whole year and just not negotiate with him until the offseason? Go ahead, Alicia. I mean, I I have turned over a new leaf. I'm not panicking. <laughs> uh, by the way, I love that you grouped Babyface as the two hopefuls on that <laughs> on this show. It's just like, oh, really? Babyface is a hopeful on this show. Oh, okay, all right. And by the way, I, I like I liked his uh, his 
here's the mic right. He turns to the side. This guy. Like he's <laughs> like just in one of the <laughs> little profile I, i'm sorry i i buy you as you being the hopeful one on this on this show i don't buy babyface as being the hopeful one on this show maybe so because what, I, what am i what am i you no, hate I am watch hopeful. you hate watch you the hate, i do not hate watch you, you i am do. hopeful i am the most hopeful wow most hopeful watch. yeah you're you the know, most hopeful that they, the but if they don't go six and oh you think they're the worst team in Major League Baseball? They're okay. losers. Just cancel true, then, the season. If that's true, I would have said they were going to go six and zero this series. I said they were going to go four and two, right? Low key on the inside, I know you said eight and zero, and they were. I mean, I mean, and truthfully, <laughs> it was a six well, game spread, right? So, I, I mean, how are you going to sit here and say you don't hate watch though? Like, there, Juan, right? Am I? Am I? How many times have you? <laughs> Cursed out Gavin Lux and won him and banished from the Dodgers. One, one time. <laughs> and then he gets a game-winning hit, and then you hear Babyface. That's my, my Lux. I knew all along. I was actually I was rooting for him to do something. Kind of reverse, hate watching. Reverse, reverse psychology. Ah, oh, that's oh. what it is. I don't know. Oh, perdona me. Okay, go ahead, Alicia. I'm sorry. The floor is yours. Okay, well, then I would like to uh, make a correction and – you are not another hopeful like me. <laughs> no, um, I've been called, I'm seeing hopeful. I'm rebranding uh, Homer, um, Pollyanna, you know, rosy, rose tinted sunglasses, whatever. I've always the one that's like, be cool, be nice. They're our team, you know, yada, yada, yada. Don't boo our own players, yada, yada, yada. Juan. But, um, I, I guess I need to be more of a pro ho, right? Am I using <laughs> that term correctly, Alicia, or did I? Am I? Did I just show how unhip I am? I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a pro ho. Is that not what the kids are calling it these I think days? There's a little about... bit of column A and column B that just oh, okay. happened right there. Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't call that being a pro. <laughs> okay, a fanatic maybe, but not a pro ho. Wow. Uh, boys and girls, we're going to take a moment later at the end of the show to explain what a pro-ho is. But for now, let's keep it back to, let's bring it back to the question at hand. I would like to think, I believe rather, that the Dodgers are doing their due diligence. They're doing, who knows what they're doing behind closed doors, in the offices, the suits get paid to do suit things. And just because it's not public doesn't mean things haven't been started, right? Who is um, Trey Turner's agent? I I don't know. I think that's it's a, that's a, sports, I think. Okay, so we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, all I do know is that there were a lot of Dodger fans upset and crying over the loss of Seager. And as much as I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for what Seager did for our Dodgers, I was excited and stayed excited and was rooting for Trey Turner to stay. Um, let's not forget, let's not gloss over that. Seeger left. He chased the money. And I've been um, volunteering and I've covered a lot of Dodger community events and I never saw Seeger at an event. So in my mind, my Pollyanna world, maybe Seeger just really didn't truly love being here. So let's not like, you know, gloss it over and make him more important to the city than he is. He's gone. And we've got Trey Turner. And I just don't think all of this is leading not to disrespect Seeger. Again, thank you, Seeger and his family. But I want more love for Turner. Does that make sense? 
And so yeah. I have to believe that the Dodgers are doing what they do and what, what they've been doing, which is why we're so spoiled. And we have the seasons that we do and the, the season is going the way it's supposed to. So I have faith in the Dodgers management, at least for today. I do. Well, <laughs> correction, by the way, not Excel. Uh, apologies to Trey Turner, uh, CAA sports, uh, CAA sports is notorious for doing things quietly too. So for all we know, they could be, uh, yeah. I am, I, he did say that they did not make an extension before spring training. We talked about this, right? That, that Trey said that uh, I'm not overly surprised that they're not doing anything as well, because also let's, let's just be, let's call a spade a spade. They're probably being a little more cautious with stuff after some of the things that have transpired with, with uh, other deals that have uh, happened, not to, to pick on anyone, but the Trevor Bauer thing, you know, obviously the diligence is going to be extra important now. Right. So, and if we know anything about this Dodgers front office, they're all about diligence, right? So I and I trust Andrew Friedman, all things considered, because I mean, let's be real. You got rid of Corey Seager and you got Freddie Freeman. I mean, that's a pretty good trade-off. I, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I mean, they took two out of three in Philadelphia. They very easily could have swept that series. Yeah. The Sunday game was rough. Um, there, there wasn't much offense. We're going to get to the way it ended. But before we get to the way that Sunday game ended, uh, you know, the Dodgers, you know, we talked about this before in terms of like maybe the Dodgers aren't hitting for enough power. And it, does that concern you that the Dodgers aren't hitting as many home runs as they were hitting in the past, but they are scoring runs? Two of the the two runs that they scored on Sunday before, you know, things went crazy on them on Sunday were based on home runs. And one of them was uh, I think Mookie hit the first home run and then the second home run was Edwin Rios. I mean, what, what do you guys think about Edwin Rios? Me? You? I don't I mean, well, I mean, Edwin, dude, Edwin right now, the thing I respect about that dude, he's platooning, right? Oh. Oh. You guys hear that accordion? I hear that. Someone's at the door, I think. Someone's at the door. Let him in. Open the gate. Let him in. Open the gate. And look who's joining us live on the carne asada, ladies and gentlemen. Current Dodger, Edwin Rios. Edwin, who is just doing things that are historical in terms of his home run ratio, but we're going to get into that. Edwin, thank you for coming on the show and joining us. Oh, man, of course. Uh, you know, good to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, bring it. See what we got. Oh, don't, don't worry about it. We're going to have a good time here. I mean, I'm going to set the tone for you right here, Edwin. I know you're a, Pu you're a Puerto Rican, right, Edwin? So I have to know, what is the Spanish word that you use for bean? Habichuela. Okay. So we're frijoles guys over here. So yeah. can you explain to me why using frijoles triggers you Puerto Ricans? We were talking to Jorge Castillo. We use the word Puerto Rican. Mean, we, we use frijoles and he like we literally offended him. Like, you know, we, we, we called him like a piece of garbage or something. <laughs> Is, are you triggered I mean, by frijoles? I don't, I don't think so, man. I think, uh, you know, Growing up in Orlando and just being with so many, you know, Hispanics and then going to school in Miami with Cubans and them calling, you know, the beans frijoles, too. And they thought I was crazy when I said habichuela at a Latin America by the school. So I think I triggered the Cubans before they triggered me. So, uh, no, but nah, we're good here. 
So what, what is it about the Latino community? Why do we get triggered by like the, the simplest things? I don't know, man. I think I think we're just I think you know you know how it is. I think we're very prideful and we uh you know we 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 like to represent our our you know our culture and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know uh, we're all we're all together. You know we're all Hispanics. Right on, Alonzo. Go ahead. Well, and to Edwin's point, we all run very hot. Corremos todos bien caliente, and it just quickly, and it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, you're not lying. You're not lying. How, uh, aside from obviously, you know, you're you're currently doing the thing. You, it looks like you're feeling great. You know, obviously that surgery that you had was not a, just a minor procedure. How how's the body feeling? All things considered. Um, it's feeling good, man. Uh, I think um, just trying to be mindful, uh, trying to be smart. Um, I don't even know the body's feeling good. Just kind of not trying to overdo it. Obviously, you know, um, missing a whole year of baseball. Um, it's uh, sometimes you want to just get back out there and just do the most. But it's almost like I have to tell myself to do a little less um, just so I can, you know, be here all year and, and, and be healthy and, and uh do anything I can to, to help our team win. No, absolutely. And, and I, that's actually one thing I was, I was curious about with you. You, you, you know, you're not necessarily playing every day. So there's some days where you might get, you know, a couple of days off or they may bring mm-hmm. you in an attention situation or, you know, DH, whatever the case may be. How, how do you kind of mentally stay prepared? Because as baseball players, we're all wired to just go. Like, you know, yeah, there yeah. is a, a, a stopgap, right? So you've kind of had to condition yourself. So how do you kind of keep in that mindset to, to kind of stay focused because obviously you're laser focused right now and, and you're just doing the thing. Um, yeah, for sure. I think when you're an everyday guy, um, you know, you can just put all your focus on, you know, the game, everything leading up to the game. Um, for me, it's, you know, I have to, depending on, you know, what day it is, if I'm starting or not, it's, I have a different focus, you know, that day. So if I'm not playing. I'm putting a lot of my focus into the weight room and then into my cage work. And that's where all my focus is. And then, you know, when I am playing, obviously all the focus is into the game, not trying to, you know, kill myself in the weight room. You know, that's a lighter day just to get ready for the game. So for me, it's more just, you know, changing it up, um, being smart, um, but at the same time, you know, pushing my body in the sense of it's like if I was playing every day, just so when I do get in there, it's not a surprise to the body or and stuff like that. So, I mean, def- it's it's definitely different. Um but you know, I've 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 tried it this year, and it's uh it's worked out pretty good so far. Fair enough, Juan. Hey, Edwin. Um, look, I'm a I'm a professional beer law a beer league softball player, so I know you and I have a lot in common, being athletes and all that stuff. So I'm just curious, how aware are you of your stats? Like me, you know, I keep I went four for four the other day, you know, stuff like that. The reason why I ask you this is you're averaging a home run like every nine at bats. So there's people, I don't know if you're aware of this, on the Twitters that refer to you as Babe Rios. Is, is that a nickname that you like? Do you have a nickname? How do you feel about nicknames? Because I think nicknames need to be earned. You can't just give yours. It's got to fit the person, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't – I try to stay away from Twitter and stuff like <laughs> that, to be honest. Um, and, uh, you know, I just I just like to have fun. Um, you know, the guys mess around with it. Sometimes they'll bring it up and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I, I try not to look into it too much, you know, knowing it's a long year, not falling into the hype. And, uh, you know, just taking things day to day and just controlling the things I can. 
So the clubhouse is aware that you're putting up like Babe Ruth like numbers, then, right? I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, they, they, though, Belly yesterday, yelling, here comes the Babe. And I was like, man, stop it. So, <laughs> I mean, but uh, uh, no, man, I, I'm just, I'm just enjoying it and, uh, you know, taking it day to day. Just keep having good at bats. And if the homers keep coming, then, you know, keep them coming. Well, I think it's really interesting that you say you stay off of the Twitter uh, because, you know, there are athletes that are very aware of their brand and use Twitter to promote their brand. Right. But like in in a situation like you, I think you're probably better off not being on Twitter. Right. Because last year at the beginning of the year, when everybody's like, Harper, what's wrong with Edwin Rios? And then later on, we find out your shoulders completely jacked up. I, I, I mean, what does that do? You know, we see what happened with poor Max Muncy yesterday. I felt so bad for him, right? And it's like we as fans forget that you guys are human beings. The struggles, you're out there trying to do your job, and you're injured. And now to see you come out this year, the way you came out, it's like that's what we were hoping we would see from Edwin Rios last year. What is the mental state that helps you get through that that injury or dealing with maybe not being as successful as you want to be? No, I just think you just have to go back to, you know, um, look back at all you've done um, and literally realize that you're a big league player and not many people can do what you're doing. It's a 1% of the 1%. And if you just tell yourself that, you know, you kind of just bleep out all the noise and all the stuff and just remind yourself that you're here for a reason. And uh, that's kind of been my mindset. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, with the stuff last year, um, but, you know, just taking it, like I tell you, day to day, enjoying this moment. And, uh, yeah. There you go, Alonzo. He just literally, in a nice way, just told me, hey, beer league softball guy, I'm not going to listen from you because you can't do I'm in the major leagues. That's the best comeback ever, right, Alonzo? It's like, hey, dude, I'm in the major leagues. What are you doing? I mean, I guess if there's any solace, you're in the major league beer league softball league. So, I mean, I guess that makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, but nobody calls me babe. I don't walk around and have other major leaguers call call me babe. I mean, come on. That's fair. That's fair. I, I actually wanted to ask you that, Edwin. So, I mean, this year's group is is I feel like it's a special group, you know. And I know it's kind of cliche to kind of say that, uh, with, you know, for the last few years because we as Dodger fans have been relatively spoiled, you know, mm-hmm. since. I can't even remember the last time, you know, there was a team that wasn't considered kind of special, you know, uh, you know, what's, what's the general vibe in that clubhouse? Cause obviously, you know, they went out and got Freddie Freeman and that's, that's a huge addition. You know, you lost the Corey Seager, who I know was kind of a glue of that clubhouse as well. So what, what's the vibe like in general in the clubhouse right now? Um, and it's been good. Um, I think everybody just kind of, you know, knows what the ultimate goal is. Um, we've all kind of, you know, know our roles um you know we're ready we're ready to go but like you said man you you look at that one two three just there it's just like looks like a and it could be an all-star team you know with with our one two three and stuff like that and um it's pretty it's pretty unreal to be you know part of this team and uh you know trying to soak up you know everything from a lot of these guys a lot of all-stars a lot of mvps here so um definitely a a a special team and uh we're just taking it day to day Easy enough, and uh, and uh, Edwin Rios stopping by for a few minutes here in the Carnesada. Uh, I was late, as was Alicia, because adult responsibilities. But uh, but Alicia, <laughs> what do you have for Edwin Rios? 
Yeah. Um, hi, Edwin. Here at Bleed Lows Podcast, I don't know if they told you that we are the only Latino-centric flavored podcast talking Dodgers, LA culture, and we are huge supporters of you and you're killing it this season. And uh, we just want to make sure and, and remind everybody how how special it is that you come up off the bench and you kill it. So first of all, bravo and thank you. And in that same that same uh, question line of questioning, how important is it to you to represent Latinos, to represent you know the young guys, the guys that uh, are the future of baseball? Is that important to you to represent Latinos? I mean, of course. Um, like like. We've uh, talked about and kind of everybody knows, like, you know, most of our fan base is, you know, we're Mexicans and we're all Latins. And uh, I think that's a that's an important thing um, when we're able to stick together as, you know, Hispanic community and stuff like that. So, you know, just being able to, you know, get the culture out there and, you know, have the Hispanic community behind me. It's a uh, it's always great. Um, you know, Puerto Rican here and, uh, you know, I was always uh very into culture, pops didn't let us talk English at the house. It was always Spanish, 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 just because he didn't want us to forget. So uh, definitely huge. Um, and then having Hanser come in too, and uh, that's, you know, you add another, you know, Hispanic and, you know, we get that Latin flavor in here. Um, it's always good. That's awesome. He, I he's, that. he's good. He's good, Alicia, because he's not triggered by frijoles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let, me, let me ask you, Ed, Edwin, I, I got to ask you this because we had Max Muncy on the show earlier in the season and he talked about how the clubhouse really liked the mariachis. But lately, I feel like the tide's been turning on the on the mariachis. Is there too much mariachi music for you now at Dodger no. Stadium? No. I love it. I love it when that, uh, I don't know what his name is. It's the bigger guy. When he's Juli Julian, Julian Torres. Julian, when he lets them vocals go and the whole stadium goes crazy, I love it. I love it. I can't miss it. I'm always out there for it. So Ooh. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I love fans when the fans kind of get into it and they start getting loud and they and they sing back. I mean, it's nothing like it. You know, nobody else does it like L.A. does it. You know, all the minor league guys like Cartaya and Miguel Vargas always say that the Latin guys are the loudest guys in the locker room. Is that true? Are you and Hanser and Bruce Dar? Do you guys run that locker room there at, at Dodger Stadium? I wouldn't say we run it, but I, I say we're, we're definitely uh, – we're the louder bunch, I'd say, for sure, for sure. You know, we, we don't know how to whisper. We talk, when we talk normal, we yelling, you know what I'm saying? When everybody else is yelling, you know, that they're talking to us, you know what I'm saying? But it's not yelling, right, Edwin? You're just talking in a, talking, in a normal tone. Exactly, exactly. We're just talking. And then when we yell, it's like, okay, crazy. We just, you know, you can't hear nothing else. What uh what's the uh what's the go to uh victory song right now? Is it is it Latino music or is it uh, I think I think we uh during the day we always have uh reggaeton playing in the clubhouse while we're you know while we're in there and stuff like that. But after games, uh Mookie's got like this mixtape. I think his one of his boys is a DJ and he kinda has like a mixtape. So every time we win, uh we have that mix going. Nice. I was low key hoping it was like Los Tigres del Norte. But yeah. <laughs> so it's good. Edwin Rios, uh, uh, stopping by here. Uh, one last one from Alicia before we set you loose. Alicia, go ahead. No, no. I just wanted to 
you brought up the fans and how special it is in LA. And I love that you love the mariachi. Um, you've been all over the world, especially throughout all the bar, all, all the ballparks here in Major League Baseball. Is there something different? Is there anything special about Dodger fans? Because we sure think we're special. We love the hate we get from everyone else. But can you give us a little insight? Because you're like down there on the field, you know, historic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just different. You know, um, obviously, like you said, we play in a lot of stadiums. Um, but definitely when we go back home, it's like, no, this is this is Dodger Stadium. You know, uh, you know, fans are loud in other places and they, you know, they fill out somewhat. But when we go back to Dodger Stadium and, you know, you got 50, 60,000 people in there all the time. It's like, man, like these fans just keep coming out and they just love love going to games and love, you know, supporting the guys. So do you hate the wave or not? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, bring I mean, it, Edwin. Bring it. Come on. You can be honest. No honestly, <laughs> honestly, you know, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. I know. I know that there's been talks about it and stuff like that. But I mean, I mean, let the fans do what they want. Who cares? Baseball is supposed to be fun. That's why. That's why I always say baseball is supposed to be fun. So do the way. <laughs> we're we're going to let Edwin go on this note. Edwin, you you're in the show just because of your hair. Now, what does what does bandana season mean? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I I hate wearing a hat. I hate wearing a hat, and I just decided, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna start when I'm you know in the dugout, just wear a headband, put my curl smith on, and then you know just roll. <laughs> yeah, I know why you hate wearing a hat. If I had that hair, I'd be showing that off all the time. I mean, shout out to coming to America. Let your soul glow, everybody. Look, look at that head of hair right there. He's in the That's show cool. for the hair. That's show hair. I mean, you got to show hair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, Edwin Rios, we appreciate the time giving us a few minutes. Uh, good luck the rest of the way on the road trip. And, uh, and we will catch you back at the Raven this weekend. Of course. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Edwin. Have a Bye, good one. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just like that, our, our friend Edwin joined us on the show. Uh, what did you guys think about that? I mean, this is why you got to watch the live show because you just never know who's going to stop by the carne asada. My general takeaway is you're envious of his hair. Right? Uh, <laughs> all right. So let, let's just have the conversation. We're on to you. Let's do it. <laughs> the, the Dodgers seem to have a lot of candidates for show hair. Huh? Babyface brought this up. I mean, I, I mean, look, Edwin has that tight curl. I mean, it works for him. But Babyface brought up Pepio yesterday. I mean, have you guys seen Ryan Pepio's uh, hair? That dude's got some solid hair. I still, yeah. I mean, for for me, it's it's either right now at least it's Pepio or Rios to have the best show hair in that clubhouse. Cody Bellinger is a close second. Cody Bellinger has a nice a nice uh, set of uh, he shaved nice it though. He shaved his head, so it kind of did shave it. Yeah, he was since last year, and then I think he hasn't really grown it back. I thought he grew it back, and then was like combing it. Alicia, who's your candidate for best show hair on the Dodgers? Well, now that we know Edwin Rios is an official friend of the carne asada, I'm going with Rios show hair all day. But my daughter loves um, she, she loves the Catman, but don't get triggered, baby face. Um, <laughs> She loves the redhead, the lion. She's missing him. We need him to come back. And he will be back and just in time for the second half of the season. But, yeah, she's uh, she's going to vote. 
that yeah, way. Yeah, it's going to be like an herbal essence uh, commercial no in that kidding. locker room, right? Once Dustin May comes out or Head and Shoulders, whatever is head your and choice. Shoulders. Head and Shoulders. Yeah, like the Troy Palomalo commercials. Those are good commercials. Yeah, exactly. With Dustin May. I, I mean, but Edwin's got that tight curl, man. So it was. Uh, so thank you again to Edwin Rios for stopping yeah. by the Cadenasada. It's huge. And uh, continued success, hopefully, for Edwin uh, this season. We were about to get into it before Edwin showed up. But I, one thing I do want to talk about is what happened to Max Muncy on Sunday. Yeah. So immediately, I, the error happens. The Dodgers end up losing the game. And I'm just like, oh, no. I just, I, I like grabbed, I just, I felt so bad for the guy because I knew what was coming. So yeah. I knew he was going to get destroyed on Twitter. And so I went to Twitter, and sure enough, everybody was like, get Muncie out of there, send him down to the minor leagues, bench him. But what I was really happy about and really surprised was the amount of people that stood up for him. Like, if anybody who saw that post-game interview with him that he did with Spectrum Sportsnet, the guy took accountability, and it was just heartbreaking. To, yes. Because you could see how much it hurt him. To make that air, you see that he's struggling right now. And, you know, we've had him on the show and he talked to us about the struggles that he went through early in his career where he just didn't want to play baseball. Like baseball wasn't fun for him. So I, I, I for me, immediately, I was like, oh, what is this going to do to Muncie? Like, what is this going to do to Muncie's? Uh, somebody just drove through my house, I guess. Uh, what? <laughs> Transformer. Yeah. Optimus Prime just showed up in my house right now. I don't know what the hell just happened. But anyways, I mean, I just, I felt like I was so bad, but I was really happy to see so many people on social media stand up for, for Muncie to defend him. And, and it's not like, you know, they were saying, look, they acknowledge that he's struggling right now, but it was just really nice to see people pick him up because, you know, Twitter's garbage, right? Yeah. You yeah. see the worst of people on Twitter. So it was really nice to for me to see how many people uh, stood up for Muncie. What did, what did you guys see in that? I mean, the error was gnarly, right? Like it, But it's a mistake. At the end of the day, we all make mistakes. He took accountability for it. I felt for the guy. Obviously, he's coming back from an injury. We talked about that with him. But also, he himself said, you know, stuff isn't going my way right now, you know, but he's also, you know, trying to, to move on to greener pastures. And you said it a little bit ago, too, Juan, before Edwin joined us. Uh, baseball is a game of, of, of cycles, right? Like you go from struggles to success back to maybe struggles where you kind of coast, whatever the case may be. I, I'm not worried about Max. I don't even think the Dodgers are worried about Max because, again, he's coming off of a UCL surgery. That isn't a minor surgery. That isn't just like, hey, we're going to go in their scope. You'll be down in 30 minutes and back on the field in a month. That's 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 way more intrusive than that. So, I, I, I what I what I what I did like about that is he humanized it too. You know, because as you were saying, Rogers' Twitter feed of just everything about how Max sucks and we should get rid of him, send him down to the minors immediately, option and whatever. Um, I, again, it's it's Edwin Rio said it best. Those guys know they're the one percent of the one percent. But, you know, him showing that human emotion, I think, was was great to give insight because I feel like we got a little bit more insight into Max instead of just kind of what you see, because I know he doesn't do a lot of media and a lot of stuff like this. So uh, all things considered, it was rough, but they didn't go out and 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 kind of drop the series, per se. 
like they didn't go out that way. You know, they were able to rebound and and do the thing. But I mean, I still felt so bad for him because you could see it and hear it in his voice, just how upset he was and just how, you know, just how defeated he was is the only other way to put it. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you guys, but I'm going to take it just even a few moments before his post-game interview. You could see it at the end of the game, right? Like him yeah. hunched over, his body language. It gave me the chills, kind of like, oh, like if, if, if that error would have happened to anyone else, we wouldn't even right. be having this discussion. It's because right. it's Max Muncy. So I love that my team, my Bleed Los guys are reminding everybody of his injury, of who the one percenters are, of these are professionals and they are human. Uh, our friend of the Carne Asada reminded of just that, reminded us of just that when Alana Rizzo was on, right? Like she dealt with these guys for many years and still does representing MLB. And she's she's here to remind us, like they are human. So I'm gonna flash forward to Twitter can be garbage because after all of the, the hate that our own fans were giving, yeah. Muncie, don't get me started, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> the next morning happened to go on Twitter and there was some hateful things still. One of the tweets I saw was, Good morning to everyone except Max Muncy. And this was a Dodger fan. And I was like, yo, like that is so harsh. And like Edwin Rios did point out, their fans, let them do what they want. Well, yeah, but I don't know. When it's coming from like a vindictive, like when someone goes after you personally or your family, I mean, that's, you know, I, I just don't think that's cool. And yeah, that, that was an unfollow moment right there. Not that they care. I mean, I've got like this many since. Still, <laughs> still, that was my revenge. <laughs> it's the principle. Mm -hmm. it's no, the but I mean, <laughs> you're, you're so right, though, Alicia. That image of him when he threw home and the run scored, and then he just literally just like squatted. And you could just like immediately, I had texted Babyface where I was like, of all the guys that could happen to, I mean, when it just rains, it pours. And again, this is why, look, all sports are difficult to play. But this is part of the reason why I think Major League Baseball is the difficult, the most difficult sport to play. And that is because the day-to-day, the -day, every day you got to deal with this. And it's the mental aspect of it. How, I mean, you saw all the hate that was said to him on social media there was nobody harder on Max Muncy than he was on himself. Amen. I mean, that post that post game uh, interview, it was just heartbreaking, man. I mean, how could you not go up to him and just be like, it's okay, man. It, it's just one game. And you can't stress enough. We're going to need you. We yeah. need you to, to, <laughs> to snap out of this. We need you to, you know, to start hitting, you know, because – in the end, this is a long season. We're barely getting close to the two-month mark on the season, and we got four more months to go. So I'm rooting for the guy. I hope the guy goes on a tear. Like I said, I it, it, I was just very encouraged by the fact that it's like, oh, we're not all horrible human beings. There was a lot of people that went to defend him, and, and I thought that was great. Babyface, I know there's a lot of people that hate watch baseball just like you and makes me wonder, do they even like baseball? What was your take on, on this? Like, what did, what did you think? No, I mean, same thing. I mean, I, you know, you feel bad for the guy. You know, he's going through 
through the struggles right now and and yeah, it doesn't seem like you catch a break and, and you know and seemed like a routine play and it just, you know, it took a bad hop. Um you know, but you know, he he stood up to it. I mean he how you know, how many guys after that would say, you know what, I'm not talking to the media today and, and mm-hmm. kind of just just, you know, I'm not gonna talk. And he 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 went there, he he spoke, you know, he said what happened, you know, he acknowledged, you know, what's going on, he's struggling and you know He's going to try and make it right. And that's what, you know, us as Dodger fans, you know, we have hope that he's going to make it right. You know, it's it's May, you know. Look at Mookie. First 10 games, how's Mookie doing? Yeah. And everybody was, what's wrong with Mookie? Is he going to kind of same thing that he did last year? So you never know. You know, a guy could turn it on from one game, you know, months to come out tomorrow and have a couple hits and a home run, and that's it. He's, he's on. So... You, you, you never know. You never know what's going to happen the next game. Hey, hey, Alicia, let me ask you this because your your whole thing about you know booing, especially booing your own team, when you crap on your own team on Twitter, isn't that the equivalent of booing? Yes, it is. I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, no, but seriously, there you yes. go. Hit it out of the fight. Go yes, ahead, Alicia. It is. And what a softball. Yeah. So, well, I'm okay. Look at. Just like the people who say, I bought my ticket, I can boo, da-da-da. And I'm not here to tell you, I'm not, you know, the fun police or even, I would never tell anyone how to act. I come from a place of whether it's booing your own team at our own own ballpark, you are booing them when you attack them on Twitter. And let's just give them a pass because it was such an emotional way to lose and Muncie's you know, on the mend, that's what I would like to call it. He's on the mend and he is going to change his around because the Dodgers know what they're doing. Um, I still, how is that helpful is my point in all of this. If our goal as fans is to cheer and, and uplift our guys and get them going and remind them you have the best fans. Well, do we want to be like Phillies fans, like Yankees fans, like Fairweather, you know, Padres fans? Like, I we need to be Dodger fans, and it is not legacy to boo our own players. It just isn't. I'm old enough. Trust me. So this whole new like anger, I don't know if it's because it seems like countrywide there's a lot of anger. I hope that this does not become the norm. But things like Twitter, when you're attacking players and making it personal. Yes, that is booing in in my little book, for sure. You know, it's interesting that you say you bring up Philly fan. Earlier in the season, uh, I forget his first name, but the third baseman for the Phillies, Baum. Am, am I pronouncing his name, last name right? B-O-H-M? I think that's how you say it. Baum? Baum? Right. He made three errors in one game, right? Yeah. And Philly fan was all over him. They were booing him. The next game... In his first at-bat, he got a standing ovation by Philly fan. And why? Because it got leaked. I, I don't know how they got the audio, but that game where he made the three errors, you could hear him say, I hate this place. Yeah. So, again, it was very humanizing, right? To You hear this guy. He, he's aware of the booze. I mean, it's bad enough the guy made three errors, right? right. It, 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 but he acknowledges the booze. And then it's all over the news that he says, I hate this place. And then his first step bat. So even Philly fan, who is notorious for being hard on their on their players, the next day gave the guy a standing ovation. I would love to see when Max Muncie comes back to Dodger Stadium next week for the, the fans to try to lift him up. Uh, yeah. 
in, in a situation. So I'm starting to come around to your argument, Alicia, <laughs> about I, I just look, the guy is struggling. We don't need to pile up on him. Thank you. You know, and, and stuff help. like this. Can we agree that it won't help? I mean, if it, if I thought there was any in any way that booing would help our players, no. Again, they're human. There's the mental. You know, you're you're already struggling. We saw it in his body language. We heard him and saw it in his post interview. What more do fans want? Blood? Like, do they want like? <laughs> I mean, we we have to know, and you're, to your point, Juan, when you said to, sometimes you wonder if baseball fans even love baseball. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, when they attack our own players like that, or attack any player personally, like, yo, like, calm down. Like, hey, hey, Juan. Yes, sir. So, so imagine if, if everybody would, would be watching you while you're doing your, your job at, at, you know, at your work. Yeah. And when, when you when you get the, the copy machine stuck or you spill your coffee over, you know, over all your paper that you've had for a week. Like, or when I'm know. hosting a podcast and my producer is just, you know, crapping on me yes. because I have bad takes. You know, so imagine, you. imagine if, if they would be watching, you know, every move that you made, you know, that's what these players are doing. They're out there doing their job. And of course they're going to have bad games and they're going to have good games, just like everybody else. We're going to have bad days and we're going to have good days. Right. And it's yeah, but a long season. It's a fair. It's a marathon. It is it's not a, a sprint. Marathon, exactly. Yeah. And nice, things can nice change. Things can change in the drop of a hat. 100%. Just, just like that. You know, you babyface gave the example of Mookie. Well, this is how we're going to transition into this national series. Tyler Anderson got destroyed by the Philadelphia Phillies at Dodger Stadium, and since that start, has just. I mean, for him to go. He went eight innings, right, the other day? In yeah, he's done, he's done like, like 15 innings, two runs. Yeah, he went like seven. And 15 strikeouts in those two last two games. Yeah, he went seven, and then he went eight. I, eight I mean, I, I, you know, Alonzo brought this up. I, I was not expecting this from Tyler Anderson. I, I mean, is he going to be able to keep this up for the rest of the season? No, but, I mean, he is saving right now the Dodgers pitching staff, the way him and – Babyface's favorite, Gonsolin again. I mean, poor Gonsolin. He had some bad luck on Sunday, but he left that game winning it. He right. left that game winning it. So, well, and dude, and, and I mean, let's not forget too on Monday, uh, Tyler Anderson goes eight innings and they only had to use Phil Bickford. That was it. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's letting the bullpen chill. He's going out and doing his job. Is it sustainable? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really know a whole lot about Tyler Anderson. I mean, the only thing I do know is the Dodgers find these diamonds in the rough, mm -hmm. and here we are again, right, with Tyler Anderson. Andrew Heaney, another diamond in the rough, has been, you know, trying to come back from injury, but prior, he was also doing his job. Julio Arias didn't have the best outing, but it wasn't a terrible outing today either. I mean, well, he only gave up a run. Yeah. So, he I mean, did his job. Okay, yeah. calm down, Alonzo. He did his <laughs> job. Well, I mean, it, it, but the reason I say it that way, I mean, at this point, we just kind of have to nitpick. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't. Yeah, you're I, right. We're like, spoiled. Like, yeah, we're spoiled. <laughs> I mean, like, like I said when we started, yeah, they lost today, but I don't even really look at it like a loss mm -hmm. because the Dodgers' offense didn't really do their job today per se. But Julio Diaz did his job, so that's why for me, I still kind of look at that as like a, a move in the right direction 
well, as, as Juan would say, they, they used all the runs. Game oh, I would say that? You're going to give me credit for that? I mean, this is how crazy baseball is, right? Is. The Dodgers scored 10 runs on Monday. They scored nine runs yesterday, and today they can't score. So, I mean, how do you explain that? I mean, the guy, the team goes through an, an, a, a, you know, an offensive explosion, and then a guy whose ERA is over three today completely shuts them down. I yeah. mean, how do you explain that? It's it's just baseball. You can't because well, baseball doesn't make any damn sense. It doesn't. And that's why it's like my ex-boyfriend that as soon as I swear it off, I'm, I fall all in love all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Swing and a miss. I mean, that's, that's – Wow, that, that, that analogy really uh, – that, that came out of nowhere. All right. It really, it really – it really sat with me and made perfect sense to why the microcosm of baseball. What do you mean? You guys have never sense. heard how baseball is romantic. All, so all I know is that. Alicia goes to the motherland and now she comes back and she's just lit, working Very things simple. out, I guess. She's, uh, we're going to air things. It's the airing yeah. of grievances. It's, it's Happy Festivus, Festivus yeah. everybody. Yeah. It's Festivus, <laughs> but Memorial Day is next weekend. Just when it breaks your heart, you find a way to love it again. That's all. Is that a better way of saying it? Instead of no, calling it my no. ex-boyfriend? Okay. <laughs> you, you can call it whatever you want. I just you just went right. You just went down a dirt road and I, I like to stay on the pavement, but I, okay. I, I get it. Let's you went it off. Uh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> some people say you straight off into the beaten path as we were going down the five. I don't know what happened, but somehow we ended up in Compton. I don't know what happened. I'm yeah. sorry. Wait. You're gonna start getting messages from Alicia's ex. Stop talking about me on your show. Yeah. yeah. Why, do keep, why do I keep getting blown up? Yeah. Like, talking about me. I don't know who is we because it was not we. Yeah. Hey, man. I, I just oh. work here. I will um, say, uh, I'm with you, Alonso. I am not super bummed at all about today's. I'm not panicking, and you're still going to find that element of fan those fans that will be freaked out, and that's fine, right, as long as they're not attacking personally. Um, I do love how after, months, after all that went down with Muncie, Mookie doing his thing, we talked about Trey Turner, all of the good things that are going right for the Dodgers. It needs to be, we should also remember how stacked the Dodgers are. Juan brought up cycles. That is coming, y'all. As soon as yeah. something goes wrong, the Dodgers as a team are so stacked and not just on the roster. I mean, we are going to be okay. So we shouldn't panic. And I'm speaking to myself too, because I've been known to jump off the deep end. I'm working on that and I'm remembering it is a marathon and we are going to be okay. We're winning series, right? Yeah. We are do we, we we are still in first place. Yes. You know, and sometimes yes. you see the reactions on Twitter and it's just like I have to look at the standings to be like, oh okay. Tranquilo, tranquilo. We, no pasa nada. No pasa nada. You know, I mean we I, I, it is really fascinating to me yeah. where I, I, I do feel I was one of those fans, Alicia. I was one of those guys that would get mad after every game. And it's just like, I have to remind myself, hey, you like baseball, right? Like, <laughs> what would you do if you didn't have the Dodgers to watch? Like, yeah. like you know what it is, Juan? It's, it's your Raider fandom. Years of abuse. Whoa. Go Raiders. Hey, yeah, man. Raiders, years of abuse that have made you such a hate that you hate watch too sometimes. I know you do. I mean, we, yeah, I think we all do. You guys can hate on the Raiders all you want, but Kaepernick is trying out. So the Raiders 
are coming. They're, they're back. Are, they're are they officially back? I, I I won't go that far, but you okay. know, I I have to protect myself. You know, keep myself <laughs> at a distance. Right. I, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but dude, but I mean, think? I agree with you. I think there's so many people that just it, it's kind of like the Monday morning quarterback thing, right? Where people sit mm-hmm. down and they're just like, "Yo, we're trash again." Because they lost the game yeah. one to nothing, and it's like, isn't there like a hundred games left? Like what? <laughs> yeah. what like what? Like what? Are, what are we doing? I, I mean, I, I jokingly say this to people all the time, but it's kind of the truth. Talk to me in July. Like in July, if you're if you're in the in the basement, so to speak, then you're probably that's where you're gonna wind up. I I, I, I don't remember who it was. Someone in our group text said the other day, "See, I told you guys the Giants were were a sham." <laughs> and and I saw and they wow. and, and, and they walked off like they beat, they came back and beat the Mets like the the, the another good team. So I mean, but that said that, uh, yeah, there's only one person I could think somebody of. who's really hopeful. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and I I my my inkling goes to uh to to babyface, but I mean I'm not here to put anyone on blast. The champion of positivity on this show. That's who who said that. That's his. Gimmick. Well, there are injuries. The champion of positivity. So that's. <laughs> Well, if you guys don't know, we're we are wrestling fans here, and if you didn't know this, uh, well, I don't think Alicia's a wrestling fan, but we are, myself, Juan, and Roger, and uh, the babyface gimmick is an iron, an an ironic name. Uh, He does not think he is a heel, though. He is, in his mind, a uh, a babyface, and that's that's why we're here. So uh, the 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 golden era forever. WWF Golden Era forever. WrestleMania 10 is still the best WrestleMania ever. I will stone cold stun anyone that says otherwise. WrestleMania tree. WrestleMania tree. (laughs) Tree. Is this the Hulk Hulk Hogan era? That's the Golden Era, but we don't talk about Hulk Hogan. We talk about the Macho Man Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Jake the Snake, the guys who really carried wrestling and not that, not the pukester, not that (laughs) prima donna. Hogan, who just destroyed good for the exactly what was good for the business is if he would lose every once in a while. But hey, what do I know? I mean, do you guys like uh, female wrestling? Because a lot of females are super popular. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, like, like they brought I back like calling. I should if my sister and I had grown up just a little bit later because we used to get into a lot of trouble and a lot of fights. Imagine if we would have been channeled into becoming like the sister act wrestlers, like Chicanas, like we would be superstars right now. I'm just saying. You, you could have been Tirando Barrio on WWE <laughs> many years ago, and we missed that window, and I'm upset. I'm upset that we missed that window. I'm just saying. But also, yeah. for the record, uh, Jacob Snake Roberts <laughs> is also in Juan Ramirez's fight club. So let's just get No, that. I love Jake the Snake. I, he's not in my fight club. I thought he was because he DDT'd Ricky Steamboat, KFA. No, 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 no. I, I love Jake the Snake. I think Jake the Snake is great. Hogan. Hogan is yeah, in, my, in my And this shouts out to one of our listeners, Jerry Thayes. Macho Man Randy Savage forever. Hogan couldn't even lay Savage's boots. There, I said it. So I'm not going to come at me. Come at me. Come at me. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Alicia. There's two people that will never come on our show. Rob Manfred and Hulk Hogan. Dang. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so, so uh, I want I actually was going to ask people if they had any questions for us to uh, throw them into the uh, into the chats or the DMs or whatever the kids say. And we actually got a question. Sports Empire asks, do y'all feel that the team chemistry just isn't there? Feel too many stars on the same team isn't always good? No. Uh, these guys, Edwin Rios said it best. They all know their job. 
these these dudes know what's going on. They some of these guys have been to the promised land. Trey Turner's won a title or, or a World Series as well previously. Freddie Freeman won one, obviously. I'm not worried about the chemistry. What about you guys? Well, I think Babyface should answer this question because I Babyface is really big on, on chemistry. I know that he feels like when Kike wasn't here that the Dodgers were missing the energy that Kike Hanser is supposed to bring that energy. I, I mean, Kike, I, I mean, Babyface, you feel like there should be someone on the team that is specifically there to keep everybody light, right? To, to prevent everybody from tensing up, right? Pujols had that job yeah. as well, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, this year, this, this, you even heard um, Don Charles said it today on the, on the show, uh, on the game, that uh, Hansler is that guy. Every, every team, every championship team, Needs a guy like Hanser that keeps the clubhouse loose. And that and this year it's Hanser. So is that chemistry? Does that count as chemistry to have a class clown in the locker room? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean he's there, you know, you know, I'm you know, I'm sure he was there when, when Muncie made that error. You know, I bet Hanser was there, you know, trying to like, hey, you know, you know, just uh, trying to joke with them and trying to trying to, you know, get him to feel better about himself. I think that's that's the type of guy, the type of player that like I said, every every team needs, and you know when they hit a rough patch, when you know when they lost those what what was it four games, you know you need a guy to come out there with that energy just to to change the vibe, like you know his his thing, you know ch- you know change it up, you know. So I think we need a guy like Hanser. Uh, Alicia, let, let me ask you this: team chemistry. I, I I think how would you define it? Do you does that it does it doesn't mean that you have to like your teammates, right? It's just. Team chemistry is whether you complement each other, right? If you, you play for each other as opposed to playing for individuals, which I think is what Sports Empire's question is getting at. Um, I think you hit it right on the head. That is exactly what it's about. You don't have to be best friends. You don't have to spend uh, days off with one another. What you have to do is remember that you are all playing for the same goal. And I am quite confident that this team, uh, Edwin Rios agreed, they are special. And Alonzo was the first one to bring that up when we were speaking with Edwin Rios. This team this year is extra special because as Dodger fans, we've been spoiled. We're having the same conversation like every season. But truly, I, I do I sound like a, com- a company man? But can the Dodgers <laughs> know what they're doing? That's what I mean. I feel like I'm sounding like and they're not paying me. But you think that they have not done their due diligence when they put guys together, when they are pulling people up, sending people down, you know, trading. I mean, I just feel like I'm leaving it to the experts because I got enough to worry about. I want to be just a, a good fan. I'm not going to be that Monday morning quarterback, you know, and I do believe that the chemistry is there and they are all on the same mission. I mean, look how lighthearted Clayton Kershaw is this season, right? Like he's helping with that chemistry. I love it. Bring it. Absolutely. All right. So I know we're, we're up against it, baby face. So, uh, want to go into the next seven games with our picks and before we go into that i just do want to give a quick update so because alicia and alonso and uh and roger won let me uh update the standings real quick on uh on where we are so far so in first place with tree points is alonso and he's tied with me i have tree and then alicia and roger both have two so 
with that, uh, Alonso, since you control the leaderboard, uh, what are your picks for the next seven games, which are four in Arizona, and then they come back home to play three against the Pirates? So uh, let's see here. Sorry, I have to look at the times because sometimes I feel like the times have uh, something to do with uh, with their their wins. So I, that may not be the most scientific thing in the world, but that's where we're at. Uh, so here, let's go. So we got seven, right? Yes. Uh, so I'm going to go, uh, I'm going five and two. All righty. Alicia? Um, I've been playing it safe. Winning the series has been the goal. But should I... Price is right, you, Alonso. Wow. Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> First, Should I go wants- six and one? <laughs> yeah. First, she wants to get into the wrestling ring. Now she wants the prices right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's just have some fun. Um, the Dodgers are rolling. I love to tell Arizona, I'll jump in your pool. So let's go <laughs> six and one. Six and one. <laughs> Throwback Thursday on a Wednesday for Alicia right there. <laughs> All right. As tradition, we're going to save baby face for last. So right. I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to go five and two, too. Uh, so. Wow. Optimistic one. That, that's right. That's right. Uh, I went three and three. And obviously this team is not. Uh, but I will say this. I think the Dodgers need to take advantage of this because after Pittsburgh, the schedule is going to get a little more difficult. The New York Metropolitans, the Metropolitans of New York are coming into town. So they need to uh, pile up the wins now and, and take advantage. And so are the White Sox. Yes. Your fighting White Sox, who are nice low-key, not a bad team. The Southsiders. The Southsiders. That's who I called for the World Series, wasn't it? Or I yeah, I think yeah. so. Yes, I believe you called. Right now they are uh, uh, twenty. They're struggling. They're they're five hundred. But uh, they're struggling. But we'll definitely ne- so next time we bring old shit up, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> next time, uh, we're, because we're running out of time. But next time we really should get into this Josh Donaldson, uh, yes. uh, Tim Anderson. I, I uh, actually thing. wanted to say that for when we're not trying to stay up hard against the clock and babyface throw something at someone. Exactly. So babyface, give us your picks. Thirteen and zero. Alicia took my 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 uh, my score. Six and one. No, eight and no. He's going. You, six, six <laughs> and one. you know you can. So you're gonna go six and one. Six and one. All right. Let me I ask you this, Roger. Me. Which game do mm-hmm. they lose? They'll lose one in Arizona. Write that down too, because I just want to. Uh, when when the pessimism starts, <laughs> we can go back and check notes on that. But uh, but on that note, uh, we're uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank big thanks to Edwin Rios for stopping by. Yes. Uh, huge huge shout out to him. Uh, huge thanks to uh, uh, Bet Online for presenting this episode of the podcast. Uh, Bet Online, number one source for all your betting needs. Go to their website, BetOnline.ag. And uh, and use our promo code, which is believe B L E A V, the network that we're on. You'll get fifty percent on your first deposit. Super easy. Huge thanks to them for presenting. Uh, even though we just gave our predictions, uh, you guys that are listening and following and subscribing and all that jazz, throw your predictions to us either on Twitter or Instagram, and then we can we can see who's who uh, who's closest to the pin. Whether it's myself, whether it's Roger, whether it's Alicia, Natrona uh, <laughs> from Tville. Uh, <laughs> That's the gimmick, right? <laughs> but uh, 
But well, you know, I'm I'm kind of curious to see the, uh, the from parts unknown. Parts unknown. <laughs> from no, what was mankind uh, from the boiler room? Mankind uh, when he was announced, I forgot that was a thing. Um, but either way, uh, we'd like to see your predictions. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe because you'd never know who's going to roll by the gun. So that today it was Edwin Rios. Tomorrow we don't know who it could be. It could be anyone. I kind of hope it's Dave Roberts. I like to have a conversation with him. But on that note, we'll wrap it up from your boys, Alonso Juan, Alicia. This is the Bleed Lost Podcast, and we will catch you down the road. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.